0: You know, one of the things that comes to mind when we begin thinking seriously about Lent is the word sacrifice, giving up something, dealing with the deeper issues of life that we might truly understand the depth of God's call to us and also the depth of our understanding of God's mercy and compassion. Today. We hear one of the, in the first reading, one of the most famous stories about sacrifice in the whole Bible, sacrifice of Abraham. Abraham, asked by God to sacrifice his only son. Abraham is our father in faith, and he was called upon to lay Isaac on an altar and offer him up. Well... I can't imagine what Abraham's thoughts were or his feelings were as he heard what was asked of him, how he could do it. The Scripture tells us he loved his son deeply. He must have been in agony, almost being torn about what what could he do. Reminded me of that word, agony, we hear it only once in the gospel that I can remember. It's. the agony in the garden. If we understood that, that word, I think, it might help us understand what Abraham was going through. In Greek, the agon, agony means agonia. And it has all kinds of uh, implications for athletes. So for the young men and women who are here, the old people just play pickleball, but you know what real athletics is about. Agony, agonia, it's that thing before the big event, before that most important game of the year, before the race, the athlete goes into this almost like a trance and just their whole body, their mind, their spirit is just filled with this total attention, preoccupation maybe, the athlete, in those moments, prepares himself or herself for that big event or race, and it makes helps them to be so totally dedicated. They can do it. They really can do it. That's what Abraham was going through when he started off to the land of Moriah, when he built an altar and put sticks on it for the fire, When he laid his beloved son Isaac on the altar, that agony, that agony. Could he do what God asked him to do? Well, he raised the knife, at least in the picture books, that's the image. And the messenger, the angel, stopped him, said, Hold fast, don't do this god has seen now how obedient you are you've passed the test spare your son and the great reward when it was all over would be that abraham was blessed in abundance that his descendants would be as numerous as the stars and the stands on the seashore why was there this test i think we need to ask ourselves that abraham even at that point, before at being asked to do what he was asked to do, was not a finished product. He wasn't finished yet. Uh, he was a work in progress. You might think of it that way. There were times when he had his doubts. Twice out of fear, he denied that Sarah, his wife, was even his wife. He said, oh, no, no, that's, that's my daughter. And another time when angels came and said, Abraham, I know you're really, really old, and I know Sarah is too, but you're going to have a baby? He broke out in laughter. He doubted that the messages from God would come true. So Abraham wasn't complete yet. He didn't trust God totally. He wasn't fully committed. He was a work in progress. And so the test came that God asked him to do this unbelievable thing that threw him into the depths of agony. So, the lesson. Lesson, I guess, for us, for all of us who have uh, loved ones, many things, entering into Lent, the question is asked is, how much are we willing to sacrifice? How much are we willing to really give up, to offer to God? Because everything we have, including the great loves of our lives, is a gift from God. So God does not, uh, God does not want Isaac's blood. Get that in your mind. God does not want Isaac's blood. He wants Abraham's heart. The sacrifices we are expected to offer during this Lenten season, God is trying very much to touch our hearts. He wants to grow in that intimate of a relationship with us. So, are we perfect? Are we finished? No. Uh, Do we have perfect and complete faith in God in light of all things? Uh, Yes, hopefully. Uh, Do we make mistakes? Absolutely. But like Abraham, during this Lenten season, we need to think about uh, Lent is a project that's not finished. We are not finished. We're still working it out. I guess the question I have is, is your heart into it? Because that's what God really wants in the Mark's gospel today we hear about this wonderful story of the transfiguration it's in all three of the synoptic Gospels the transfiguration this happened six days after a very hard conversation between Jesus and Peter after um, Jesus came out of the desert Jesus said in very harsh words to Peter get behind me Satan he called one of his best friends Satan and yet maybe Peter was the most excited about this invitation when Jesus said to Peter and James and and John that Peter was included in this experience there's just so many symbols that uh, uh, are they've just kind of really uh, startle us first of all, When Jesus went into the desert, he went alone. But now when he goes to the mountaintop, he takes cherished friends. When he's on the mountaintop, two of the greats of the Old Testament appear, Elijah and Moses. Elijah, the prophet, Moses, the lawgiver. Jesus changes before their very eyes. His clothes became dazzlingly white. A voice comes, and we were reminded, too, that both Elijah and Moses, they went to a mountain to converse with God. So here's Peter, James, and John, some quite ordinary people, uh, hadn't figured everything out in their lives or in their relationship with Jesus, and there they are in this mystical, magical moment. Well, one of the things that... uh, I think kinda of helps to understand this idea of the tents. The tents. Peter, I think Peter he thought this was really great, even though he was terrified. And he said, Let's build three tents. I want to stay here. Oftentimes we want to stay in those moments of ecstasy, those moments of deep love, and those moments when something terrific is happening in our lives. The tents kind of symbolize that. Peter wanted to enjoy the moment. He wanted, because it was so wonderful, he wanted to stay in his comfort zone. Let's just stay here for a while, maybe even forever. But Jesus said, no, let's go down. Let's leave this sacred place. Let's. Uh, uh, when they woke up from the trance that they were in, Jesus said, okay, pack up. We have to go back. Life, I think all of us know, don't we, that life is not lived on the mountaintop. We have to come down from those moments and face reality, face what's going on in our families and in our lives, our relationships, what's going on in our work, what's going on between parents and kids and kids and parents. We have to face the reality of where we live and what's going on. We don't live on the mountaintop. So when Jesus told them, let's go down, uh, I think he understood. These three guys, as important as they are to me, they're not finished yet. They don't understand everything. They've got a long ways to go. They're, They're not complete at this point. And so, they venture down from the mountain. They never did get the tents built, I don't think. And they're invited by Jesus to go on, to discover more, to take life more seriously, to take life more deeply, to fall deeper in love with the people in our lives. Those disciples were a work in progress. And as they walked along, they thought, what did he mean, raised from the dead? What was he thinking about? They wanted to know. And what happened, I think, was that uh, Jesus understood they're not going to get it. They're not going to understand. They're not going to put my whole life and life story together and my relationship with them together until they have seen the whole story when I'm raised from the dead. So, my friends, I'd like to think that our Lent is, uh, also uh, puts us in, in, in process. We're not finished. We're a work in progress. We need to get out of our comfort zone. We need to, to, to figure out how things really are for us. We need time to pack up and head down into the nitty-gritty of who we are and what our lives are about. And just as Abraham had to search his soul more deeply than any moment in his life, that agony and his obedience to God. And just like Peter, James, and John, they had so much to learn. They had to pre- be open to wherever Jesus was was leading them and they had to grapple with what he said to them and they had to be mystified by his miracles. That's what lent is for us. Our deep soul search and our ability to open up our lives to the Spirit of God that just as Jesus was transformed before them, we can be transformed during this holy season.